Well, good Saturday morning, everybody. It is the 31st of July, and my title today is Be Careful the Company You Keep. You can tell a lot about a person by observing the people with whom they hang out. Every parent's nightmare is opening the front door and their daughter's date for the evening shows up with multiple piercings and tattooed all over. Immediately, you want to slam the door and restrict your daughter to her room and handcuff her to the radiator. Why? Because almost every parent has invested years of care and instruction trying to raise their child to be good and to make good decisions, and those decisions will be dramatically impacted by the company they keep. What if she gets hooked on heroin or pregnant or catches a sexually transmitted disease? All those thoughts can run through your mind in one split second. However, my judging a young man at my front door as trouble for my daughter might be completely wrong. Perhaps they're the son of a man who runs a tattoo parlor And his son was the only person he could practice on. (laughs) And as far as piercings go, well, how far is too far? I mean, you know, it's generally accepted. Men do wear earrings now or one earring. Uh, And perhaps even a nose stud is okay. But to have a hole through their earlobe that you can pass a quarter through, I don't know. That seems a bit excessive to me. But, hey, I'm in my 60s. Now, let's look at ourselves. What about the company that we keep? What about the company that you keep? As a Christian who is part of a local church, one might assume that the company you are keeping are all good because they're all saved. However, we would be using the wrong criteria. Or do you think that you should go around wearing a name tag, quote, Hello, my name is John. I'm a sex and porn addict. Well, that might severely decrease the number of people who want to be seen around you, even though 60% of all the men in the congregation are also sex addicts or porn addicts. It is an interesting conundrum. You would not want to be associated with them, and so you stay within your own circle of friends and never talk about the porn pandemic, even though most of your friends are secretly falling into porn on a regular basis. Interesting, is it not, that it is something we desperately need to talk about so that we can get help from one another, but our secret is double-locked behind the doors of fear and shame. It is the issue we most need to talk about, but we imagine we're the only ones struggling and everybody would be absolutely shocked or stunned if we were to tell them the truth. Consider with me, however, another group of people that you spend time with, maybe even more than your church friends perhaps more than your wife or your children. Those are the people in the porn that you watch. Now, when I started out, it was only images, but now they're videos, 
people who will spend time with you live online if you're willing to pay the price. And by the way, if you pay the price, you give out your credit card information to a complete stranger that you wouldn't even give that information out to your best friend. What kind of sense does that make? It's nonsense. And how much time are you spending a week looking at these people? These are the people uh, whose company you are keeping. And do you think that they are there to help you recover and live a solid Christian life? Or are they asking you to jump into the garbage wasteland with them for how many hours a week? Your friends are porn stars. You will never know beyond how they look and the things they do. Now, to my brothers and sisters who have become addicted to porn, I seriously feel your pain because I've lived for years in the place of my sexual brokenness. I was trapped and I kept silent because of my secret life. I asked God on a regular basis to rescue me, to deliver me. My problem was I was a senior pastor of large churches whose deacons were far more interested in the financial bottom line of the church instead of just women's bottoms or panty lines. I receive emails from men almost daily, and they're just crying out for help. Mostly they're asking me to pray for them, which I can and often do. However, their prayers and my prayers and anyone else's prayers are futile unless they're willing to take the actions necessary to begin to become unentangled from this sin that has so easily entangled us. It is not prayers they need. If they're not willing to take the most basic actions anyone who is addicted to anything needs to take, we have to ask for help. And yet, for years, we've not taken the biblical steps that are necessary because we've chosen to keep our deadly secret a secret, even if we're secretly dying. Listen, I've spent the last 15-plus years of my life trying to figure out how I could first help myself and then others. By God's grace, this ministry has grown so that I can do that very thing. I send out emails and podcasts six days a week, and you know that. That's just to encourage you in the battle, because I know that Almost daily, we all want to quit. Every day, we want to go back to the pleasures of porn. However, we realize that if we do not do something, things will keep getting worse, and the consequences will become more damaging. And I find this to be true across the board of men, despite our differences. Whether those differences are economic, whether one is poor or wealthy, educational, uh, differences of wealth or poverty, differences in the color of, of our skin's pigment, differences in our geographical location, or any other kind of dis differences. 
We all need help because we all have become addicted to one of the most powerful addictive behaviors that exists. I can find porn almost anywhere and at any time. The vast majority of it is free, and I can be watching it in a matter of seconds. Listen, we don't need to go to a bar to have a drink. We don't need to meet with a drug addict or a drug pusher for our fix. We don't need to go to an all-you-can-eat buffet to experience gluttony or to a casino to gamble. Porn is the perfect addiction because it is available all the time and almost anything you want is free, at least financially free. There's always a cost. My brothers and sisters, I feel for you who are trapped in this addiction and do not believe there is help or hope for you. There is help and hope, and there will continue to be. My emails and podcasts will continue. You uh, need to know that I've posted on YouTube 10 videos with me teaching the absolute essentials of recovery, and I would encourage you to go to that YouTube site, the link of which is in the email. And, as always, if any of you really want to find the help you need, why don't you just sit in on one of our online support teams through Zoom, and we have 14 of them meeting every week, and the schedule is in the email. Well, this is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great day in the Lord and are able to worship in a good fellowship tomorrow or maybe tonight. And uh, ask for the filling of the Spirit, putting on the full armor of God, and staying in touch with one another. God bless you, and goodbye.